It is free for all Friday. You know, I told you Monday on the show, it's going to be Friday before you know it, and here it is. As I mentioned earlier, we do not have any scientific proof of this, but we have all the, we have all the, the evidence that indicates that this show makes the week go by faster. So, you know, you get through the week faster listening to our show, and you get to the weekend a lot sooner. Hey, listen, I, I, last hour on the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture calendar, I wished a um, happy birthday today to Gordon Lightfoot. Gordon Lightfoot, uh, born in Toronto. He's uh, 85 years old today. Well, at least I thought he was. Uh, we got a number of texts. Ian told me this. Uh, people telling us that uh, Gordon Lightfoot died back in May. And, you know, I, I don't remember that, and my information was not updated. I guess it wasn't updated uh, recently enough, but uh, Gordon Lightfoot passed away uh, May 1st of, uh, of this year. So sorry to hear that. He was a, he was a, a, a songwriter, singer-songwriter. He, I, I liked a couple of his, uh, his songs. It was kind of, uh, kind of ballady kind of, uh, kind of stuff, kind of, um, kind of mild kind of, kind of stuff. Yeah, not exactly my jam. No disrespect, Gordon, but I'm Understand. not picking that CD up off the shelf. Hey, I just got off the phone with a listener named Lori. And I promised, Lori, that I would talk to you about your annual Thanksgiving turkey preparation video. Are you going to do that again? You know, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of thinking about going to Dickie's and getting a smoked turkey. Are you serious? <laughs> you can but, make a video right, out of that. Every year, now, this woman, I guess, is referring to my skinless turkey. And, and every year I do a video where I cut the skin off the turkey. Now, look, I like ice cream. I like fudgesicles. Um, I like to eat some things that are not really that great for me. So I'm not like the perfect eater, but I do try to, I do try to pay attention to what I eat. And if I can eliminate fat, then I eliminate fat. You have no idea how much fat is on the average turkey. And I know because I cut it off. I cut the skin and the fat off the turkey. The pile of fat and skin that is right next to the turkey after I finish cutting it off is it's like a monument. It's you know what? It's 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 almost uh, it's almost like that thing um, that everybody kept making in uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. You know, they kind of all made the same kind of thing that yeah you know yeah it's anyway a pile. It, yeah it kind of looked like that. Ugh. So anyway, I cut the turkey off. Uh, I may do that again. I'll I'll talk about that next week. Um, I, I may do that again. I mean, if I'm going to do a turkey, I'm going to cut the skin off. Off the turkey. It's kind of a gruesome video, not going to lie. It is. It is gruesome. It looks a little bit like a snuff film. Yeah, and I'm not even um, a moil. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Scoot on the air. Oh, my God. Sometimes it gets a little messy. Hey, listen, um, Rory McIlroy, the golfer, he shot a shot at a golf tournament. Listen to this. The ball landed. This this woman had her legs crossed. The ball landed right in her cross legs, right at her crotch. Right, she's wearing black pants, and the ball landed right in the, the crotch area of her, of her cross legs. Now, you know, in golf, you've got to hit the ball where it lies, right? Yeah. I'm not sure what happened. I guess he took a penalty shot. Do, do you continue to play through, or do you call that a hole-in-one? Well, I, you I'm know... I'm so sorry. I'm so been, sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Ian. Ian. That was, that was funny. Uh, I, I was know. thinking along the lines of, you know, what if it landed on a, on a guy's lap and he'd be going, well, which one of these did I hit? <laughs> <laughs> Who's got all these extras around you? <laughs> wow. All right, let's see. Um, so the woman, still sitting on the grass, waited patiently for the uh, chief referee to arrive. When he did, he offered... Um, 
a much more reasonable solution to the dilemma. He said, um, would you uh, would you like to pass him the ball as opposed to, uh, you know, him hitting the ball off her left? The referee confirmed that um, that confirmed with her that where the ball was in relation to the ground was excused from the scene. So she then joined the crowd watching uh, McElroy prepare for his next shot. So I guess she just, did she just like, you know, uncross her legs just and then it fell to the ground? Get out of the way? I guess. You just hold, hold it in place, in space, and then just kind of wiggle out from underneath it and just set it down? It was close to a hole in one. All right, Good if you God. want to join us with the comment, the Oakland Red Jewelers talk God. and text line, 504 <laughs> Oh, craft. You know, the craft people, they are they're campaigning to have Merriam-Webster declare this word the word of the year. The word is moist. Moist. A lot of people don't like the word moist. But they're pushing this because they're using it to, to describe their, their, their mayonnaise. As being moist. I never thought about moist as a, a word that would describe mayonnaise. I didn't either. But and anyway. I don't know why market research tells Kraft. They're like, yeah, we should start putting moist in all of our yeah. advertisements. And Kraft we'll real mayo is proof. Everything is better moist. Good. Well, no. I guess if you put the mayonnaise, I guess if you put the mayonnaise on it, the sandwich becomes moist. the sandwich moist. becomes more moist. But we don't yeah. want to... We don't want to think about that like on billboards and, you know, no. TV commercials and things. I don't mind the word, but a lot of people don't like the word moist. All right, let's go to uh, James on the North Shore. Hey, James, you're on WWL. Hey, Ski, thanks for having me on today. I, I hate to be calling in to report this, but uh, Wednesday night at the um, Skinny Puppy Show in Chicago, one of the content goers after the show was beating the death outside of the venue and I just hate to hear stuff like that. You know how much I love yeah. going to shows and, and yeah. being a part of the um, hardcore scene, but uh, this shouldn't be happening. Plus, in California, they had a, a young guy, school kid, where his little friend, right outside of school campus, his little friend got a, a, a bait pen or something stole from him, and he went to stick mm. up for his little friend, and he was beaten to death by 10 other students. Oh, wow. Man, this had to stop. If you're in a crowd... And you start seeing things go that way, step back, don't be a part of it. Yeah. You will get caught. There are cameras these days, and there's phones everywhere. Don't even think about it, man. Yeah. That is nothing that needs to be going on. That was my biggest fear as a young man growing up in the 80s and 90s in, in the quarter. I went, well, back then, people just weren't getting shot. But yeah. people, <laughs> you could get beat to death, man. Yeah. I mean, the first, when I went to VFW Hall back in the um, 80s, one of the, after one of the first shows, someone had got killed out there and it just mm. stuck with me you know knowing mm. that I, I was a young dude and it was that close and mm. another thing i want to say is about the students out there protesting i don't believe they're looking for hate i believe they're looking for love and mercy and, and they want to see more and i know i know hamas had no mercy in what they did but what they're trying to say is they want to see heads of states come out and show some mercy and i know we're so much wrapped around with wishing death on people these days but what they're saying as if you had mercy, it would show mercy around the world. And, and I, I know this, this like, mercy, we can't have mercy. We've got to kill them to the death. And I believe America is doing that right now in Syria because America is buying the terrorists where they're at in Syria, where these Russian 
uh, militia came from or mercenaries, more than likely a lot, like Matt said, came from Russia, I'm in Syria, and we're over there bombing them. So at least America's in Syria bombing the actual terrorists and their weapons. Now, what's going on in Gaza, I, I just, you know, I hate it like everybody else. I have nothing against Israel or, or, or Jews, nothing. I'm, I'm 0.3% Jewish. <laughs> I no. have nothing but love for everybody, you know. I just think that people are looking for some mercy, and they were hoping to see some mercy from America and Israel, and that's what got them upset. Yeah. But James, you're, 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 you're such a kind soul, and you're such a, a, a loving person. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I admire you for being able to look for love um, everywhere. All right. If, if you're on hold, stay with us. And also, we've got some, some text to get to on the Scoot on the Air rock culture calendar. On this day in 1988, Guns N' Roses appeared on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. 1988, Guns N' Roses cover of Rolling Stone magazine. This is really interesting. The, the headline story was Hard Rock Heroes. Here's what's interesting. That summer, Rolling Stone magazine had been following Guns N' Roses as the opening act for Aerosmith. Guns N' Roses opening act for Aerosmith. Aerosmith thought they were going to be on the cover. And Guns N' Roses got the cover on this day in 1988. Aerosmith was pissed. I'm screwed on the air. Snoop Dogg giving up smoking pot. We'll talk about that when we come back on WWL. It's Free For All Friday. I'm Scoot on the air. We are working our way toward the weekend. Uh, Trending on the Scoot on the air Facebook page is uh, the question, should Cantrell face charges? And her 911 director is facing charges. Further proof that many politicians don't care about us. They only care about the power they hold. And uh, a lot of interesting comments on that. Spencer says they're all terrible. VJ says yes. Steven says yes, she should face charges. Andy says, I can see charges filed, if not now, then like Nagan, and uh, jail time to follow. Uh, Sandra says, um, I do like uh, his position on uh, transgender, though. So interesting uh, comments there. And if you haven't joined me yet, I'd, I'd love for you to join me on, on Facebook. It's a scoot on the air. And um, I know a lot of you have kind of left Facebook, but uh, look, we've got a very alive account there, and it's fun. And I, I want your voices. I, I like the, the voices of um, the cool boomers and the millennials and Zoomers and Xers. I want your voices on there to counter some of the, the, the comments that we get. So it's Scoot on the Air Facebook. I hope you will uh, join me. All right. So uh, let's go to um, – oh, anyway, we, we, we've got other stuff to do. Um, so this is kind of interesting. The chair of the House Ethics Committee – has filed a resolution to expel Republican Representative George Santos from Congress. One of his New York Republican colleagues told CBS News today, this means George Santos could be gone from Congress and the congressional part of his saga could be over by the end of this month. This expulsion resolution doesn't just come from any member of the U.S. House. It comes from the chair of the House Ethics Committee. Internally, that's potentially the most impactful and best positioned person to say one of the colleagues should be expelled. And he should be expelled. Now, he's announced when this ethics report came out, and basically everything that he said was a lie. So much of what he did to get elected was based on lies. I mean, the guy is a POS. And, I mean, 
you know, I know a lot of Republicans are going to support this POS just because he's a Republican. Oh, no, we can't lose a Republican. Yes, you can. When the Republican is a POS, you can lose him. And what we have to do is we have to stop standing up for our people because of a political label, Republican or Democrat. You know, we can't give them cover. We've got to call them out for what they are. And ultimately, the bad people will, you know, get the message. So anyway, I, th- I mean, I think he deserves to be um, kicked out before he uh, has a chance to not run, because now he's not going to run for re-election, but it needs to be more sincere than that, and more, more severe than that. We're not talking about a congressman from, like, the Milwaukee suburbs or someplace that's a swing district. I mean, this is a safe Republican seat in Long Island. I don't know what the spread actually is, but I don't think there's any chance that anybody's going to be replacing George Santos with a Democrat, so it doesn't change the congressional math at all. Get this guy out of there. But there are people who will stand by him or, or, or look the other way just because he's a Republican. And and Republicans have a harder time than Democrats. I don't want to create a controversy here, but this is my observation. Republicans have a harder time than Democrats calling out their own. And if one of your own, Republican or Democrat, you know, is not good, call them out. And we just, we've, we've got to stop tolerating this, um, this ridiculous behavior once in office. Singer, actress. You no, know, I'm, so, I'm I'm so sorry to cut you off, but I need to immediately correct myself. I decided, you know, I better Google that real quick. Apparently, they are expecting this to be a really competitive special election. Special elections are weird, you know. The math doesn't always hold up in special elections the way it does in a regular 2022 or 2024. So uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, they're going to nominate somebody. Maybe that seat will go to a Democrat after all. I don't. I see. I would think uh, Long Island would uh, would be prone to a, a, a Democrat candidate. So anyway, we'll see. Singer actress Cassie is suing musician and media mogul Sean Diddy Combs for rape. Cassie says in her lawsuit filed in New York federal court that Sean Diddy Combs brought her into his fast-paced and drug-fueled lifestyle shortly after he signed her to his label in 2005 when she was 19 and he was 37. Her lawsuit accuses Combs of pressuring her to do drugs, beating her savagely, and raping her when she tried to end the relationship with him in 2018. Combs' attorney, Ben Braffman, says in a statement to the New York Times, Combs refused Cassie's demand for $30 million or she would write a book about their relationship. Braffman says Cassie now has filed a lawsuit full of baseless and outrageous lies. I'm Archie Zaroleta. Wow, it's going to be interesting to follow that story. Yeah, seriously. So, I think this is taking it a little far. A radio station in Philadelphia is preparing for the Eagles game this weekend. It's a big game. It's a a rematch of the Super Bowl last year, right? It's the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, one of the Kansas City Chiefs uh, has been seen in the company of Taylor Swift a lot. In fact, Travis Kelsey, the tight end, is apparently her boyfriend. So... Here's what this radio station Philadelphia has decided to do. Baby, now we got bad luck. Philly's Q102 is not playing any Taylor Swift ahead of Monday night's game between the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. They say it's so the Eagles can focus on winning. Taylor's man Travis Kelsey plays for the Chiefs. His brother Jason is on the Eagles roster. Don't worry, though. Come Tuesday, she'll be swiftly back in rotation. Jennifer Brown, CBS News. So does it look like she's going to be at the game? Oh, I don't know. I didn't see. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, because she's been touring in South America, so I don't know. Right, there's well, already, you know. there's already talk that uh, Travis Kelsey and his girlfriend uh, Taylor Swift are not, might not be together for Thanksgiving, because of their, their, uh, their jobs. 
And yesterday we talked about how difficult oh, it is snap. to maintain a long time, long term relationship. Uh, reading now from Entertainment Online, Taylor Swift plans to bring her parents to the Chiefs versus Eagles game. It looks like uh, she's going to be there. Wait a minute. With now. her family. This is meet the parents. <laughs> parents meet parents. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Maybe it's more serious than I thought. Wow. We'll have to follow that. Okay. All right. This is news that could somehow impact the balance of nature. Snoop Dogg is giving up smoking pot. It's still unclear if he got hacked, but Snoop Dogg says he's quitting smoke. Yeah, that's Snoop Dogg. The rapper made the announcement on social media this week without much context, but said after talking to his family, he decided to, quote, give up smoke. This is the same guy who hired someone specifically to roll his weed. PBR, professional blunt roller. The rapper even won a Cannabis Lifetime Achievement Award for his impact on the marijuana industry back in 2020. (sighs) Needless to say, fans are shocked and confused. Monica Ricks, CBS News. More shocked and confused than when they're smoking pot? I, I don't know. Uh, but is he going to do edibles? I mean, I, it's one thing to stop smoking pot. He, he says he's going to stop smoking pot. I, I don't hear him saying, I'm going to stop doing pot. Hey, man, if you're a Snoop Dogg and you've been smoking that stuff your entire life and you're kind of yeah. getting into your silver years, definitely transition to the gummies and yeah. stuff, man. You don't need to keep I would, I would, burning stuff. I would, I, would, I, I would totally think so. I think so. All right, so you, do you remember this? Former presidential candidate Howard Dean. Remember him? He's 75 years old today. Um, his 2004 White House run imploded with a speech after the Iowa caucuses, which became instantly known as the Dean Scream. We go to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan, and then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. <laughs> Man, I remember that. Me too. And you know, you couldn't help but 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 watch that and think, this guy's done. Yeah, let's He's hear done. it one more time. <laughs> Oh, man, that's the sound of your career going up in smoke, yes. Howard. <laughs> I remember that. Hey, I want to mention that the um, uh, the racehorse that was named after me by uh, Miss Evelyn Benoit, uh, she's um, a female titan among the uh, race uh, horse racing world. Uh, so she, she gets this horse, and she, she and her sons have listened to this show. One of her sons is Tab Benoit. And um, anyway, she, uh, her and her family have been a big fan of the show, and she's wanted to name a horse after me. So this horse comes in, and she thinks he's really special, and she decides to name the horse Scoot Area. And so, obviously, the nickname of the horse is Scoot. And the horse has been in four races, won three, and came in second in, in one of the races, and maybe had some sinus problem in that, in that race. He's a phenomenal horse, and apparently he's gained weight. He's got the hindquarters of, uh, like, Nicki Minaj or one of the Kardashians. And apparently that's uh, it's even gotten a little bigger, and so that's going to give him more power. Look, there's no guarantee, but I, w- I want to invite you to do this. If you're at the fairgrounds tomorrow, Saturday the 18th, Scoot is running in the ninth race in the fourth pole position. Ninth race. So if Scoot wins, and... Look, he's done really well. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm so proud of this horse. Uh, I'd be proud of any horse named after me, but this is a really spectacular athletic animal. If Scoot wins and, and you're there, I want to invite any of our listeners who are there to join me in the winner's circle and take the picture with Scoot. And it's really kind of cool to get that, that winner's circle 
you know, picture. So, um, and we can maybe if somebody's with you, they can take a picture of, of you in, in, in the winner's circle. But they'll, I guess there'll be a way to get the, the official picture. But if Scoot does win, just come on down to the winner's circle because if you're a part of the show, you're invited to join me in, in the winner's circle. All right, Ian's got some text messages. Uh, here's a text message about turkeys. Uh, here it's, uh, it says, in regard to turkeys, Benjamin Franklin lobbied for the wild turkey to be the national bird because it was so widely and hard to catch. Personally, I'm happy we didn't take his advice. We have bald eagles on the North Shore, majestic and beautiful. Yeah, you know, you just look at the body of a turkey, and then you look at the body of a bald eagle, and, you know, I I think the bald eagle is a much better representative of America. Can you imagine seeing, like, a fat wild turkey on all our... All well, the, the, the the presidential seal and all our money and all this stuff. I mean, that's ridiculous. I know we don't want to we don't want a a, a, a a symbol to look like you know former President Trump. A big old round turkey, kind of. <laughs> this text says, "How many ex statesmen do you think will attend President Carter's services in a show of respect for his service to our country in the Navy, government, and volunteerism?" I mean, he's not dead yet. Well, I would think many. I would hope that everyone would want to go to that. I think I think history has been very kind to to Jimmy Carter, yeah. who at the time was seen as a very inefficient president. But I'll give you my quick, fast, Cliff Notes version of uh, why Jimmy Carter was successful. Think about it. Um, this is after Watergate, and uh, Gerald Ford was really kind of a um, you know kind of a um, non charismatic uh, figure. So, in the aftermath of Watergate. People were so tired of the government machine. They were so tired of, of the power of government, thinking that they can break in and they can steal this stuff and, and just the corruption and all of that, that they went for a, a guy who was like just so passive and, and so mild-mannered. And so I think uh, Jimmy Carter's personality and his approach are really the main reason that, that he won. And it was, it, was, it was an answer to what had happened. It was a backlash from the Watergate years where... You know, it was all about government power, and I think that's the reason Jimmy Carter won. He was seen as a very inefficient uh, president, and in some ways he was, but I, I think history's been kind to him. I couldn't agree more. I'll leave you with this one. Hey, Scoot and Ian, pals win tonight, and Daniels will get the trophy, and he keeps balling, crew. Tigers fans roar behind him. Scoot, Georgia State, 10, LSU, 62. Book it. Thanks. Oh, cool. That sounds good. Hey, listen, very quick. Well, I'll do it when I come back. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you who are the—you might already know know um Jaden Daniels right now according to Caesar Sportsbook is third in in terms of the favorite to win the Heisman we'll, we'll talk about that when we uh, when we come back all right it's Friday I hope you have plans for the weekend you know it's, it's kind of gotten a little cloudy but it was partly cloudy earlier these clouds are supposed to be out of here by tomorrow and tomorrow by mid-morning it's supposed to be just beautiful and we should have a great weekend I'm Scoot we're coming right back on WWL. Okay, Friday afternoon. You know, it gets dark really early now, so pretty soon it's going to be Friday night. Damn! Last week against Florida, LSU's quarterback, Jason Daniels, did a lot to demonstrate that he should be the leading candidate to win the Heisman. And I love what Coach Brian Kelly says when he talks about his running. You know, the other two quarterbacks that are ahead of him in the um, – and the odds on the list of uh, the odds. This is according to Caesar Sportsbook. Um, Jaden Daniels is in is in third place to to win the uh, the Heisman. Third favorite to win the Heisman. Now LSU plays Georgia State, 
not much of an opponent for LSU. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if uh, Jaden Daniels can just really rack it up against Georgia State, and he, he should be able to. Uh, but this is, um, you know, this, this is a tough one. Uh, it sure looks like he deserves it to me. The number one favored player to win the Heisman is Bo Nix, the quarterback for the Oregon Ducks. The number two favored is from the Washington Huskies, Michael Penix Jr., these guys are both great, and I'm not just being prejudiced because uh, Daniels is, is with LSU. But Jaden Daniels is showing things on the field that Knicks and Penix are not showing. Now, you know, I'm loving college football this year. And I, I wake up at uh, 8 o'clock Saturday morning to start college game day and then, you know, watch games. I've got some errands to run sometimes, but I'll do some things during the day. And, then, of course, I'll be at the fairgrounds um, tomorrow afternoon for the, the, the running of Scoot. But, um, you know, some exciting stuff. LSU is ranked 15, uh, 15th, and they take on Georgia State tomorrow. Tulane is ranked 17th, and they're in, in Florida taking on Florida Atlantic at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. And congratulations to the Nickel State Colonels. They defeated the Southeast Louisiana Lions, both of those schools had uh, had great years, but uh, Nickel State won that game um, last night. And I want to remind you that our coverage of LSU begins tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock with Mike Dettelier and Herb Tyler for the Gulf Coast, Tiger, Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show, live from Acme Oyster House in Baton Rouge. So, uh, yeah, it's a great place to, to watch a game. 16 surround sound TVs, the best drink specials, and a great place to eat and, and hang out and talk LSU football and then watch the game. All thanks to the good folks at MAP Construction. The official LSU pregame begins at 5 o'clock with Chris Blair, and kickoff is at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. So what about Angel Reese? What's going on here? Um, there's an observation that LSU basketball superstar Angel Reese, sometimes known as the Bayou Barbie, is undergoing an attitude adjustment. You know, sometimes fame does things to people and they need an attitude adjustment. I don't know if that's what's happening, but that's what's being reported here. Um, Angel Reese did not play in the second half of LSU's game on Tuesday. And she only scored 11 points and had five rebounds in 13 minutes, which I don't know, doesn't sound too bad to me. But she didn't play in the game again. Now, there were rumors swirling around that LSU coach uh, Kim Mulkey uh, took questions about at a, at a press conference yesterday, and they were asked about Reese's status for the game against Southeastern tonight at uh, 8 o'clock on ESPN+. She says, I guess you'll just have to get a ticket to see, huh? So she really doesn't answer the question, but there seems to be some speculation that Angel Reese is going through an attitude adjustment. By the way, uh, for those of you who have been following the Bud Light controversy with uh, the the whole uh, controversy over Bud Light selecting a a trans influencer, uh, Dylan Mulvaney, uh, the the marketing director, the head of Anheuser-Busch, has now been fired because it didn't didn't go so well. That whole thing turned out to be a mess. And I I don't know why. I mean, I don't know. You know, know, if I like a beer, you think I'm going to let... Somebody picking a, a a trans person or anybody for that? I mean, okay, look, let's let's turn it around. If I if I if I loved a beer, and um, I found out that they were the the beer was reaching out to to Donald Trump to be an influencer. If I still like the beer, I drink the beer. I wouldn't let that change anything. Marjorie Taylor Greene got confused. She confused uh, the FBI with Homeland Security. I mean, that's kind of an easy mistake to make. It was a faux pas. She was um, 
talking and just got mixed up. And she was talking about uh, Homeland Security when it was the FBI. So she she got me. And you know that's a, that's an easy mistake. I mean, if I met Marjorie Taylor Greene, I might mistake her for a horse. So she got that long face and you know the long mane and. Um, yeah, that could uh, could certainly happen. It's funny you mention her. Something just came across my desk. She posted a photo from the Wilder Monument in Chickamauga, Georgia. Yeah. Caption says, hey, tonight I stopped at the Wilder Monument in Chickamauga, Georgia, which honors the Confederate soldiers of the Wilder Brigade. I will always defend our nation's history. She is getting nuked in the comments because the monument honors the Lightning Brigade, John by, led by John Wilder, who was, of course, a Union soldier. <laughs> Nice job, Marge. You're killing it, honey. <laughs> you know, this just goes to show you that she's like dumb AF. I mean, she's just stupid. She's got a big mouth, figuratively and literally. Um, she's got a horse face. And, you know, she's a noisemaker. She's not a policymaker. She's a noisemaker. She's just a, she's a, a train wreck. And these people in this one district in Georgia voted for her. So she, now she's on equal level um, on Capitol Hill in Congress with, with other people who aren't intelligent. But it just goes to show you that um, somebody might be able to reach that level. But, you know, I mean, ultimately, free speech is going to give them the opportunity to prove that they're stupid. All right, we're going to come back to, uh, to wrap up the show. And um, I don't know, feeling good about tonight? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I hope you work hard. We, we, we work hard on this show. I mean, we're not digging ditches or anything like that, but, but we do. I mean, this is the, we, we do work hard on the show. I, I know it doesn't seem like it, but, you know, I, I look forward to, uh, to Friday night. And I'll um, make sure I know it's the weekend. I'm Scoot on the air, and we'll be back on WWL. All right, the fans and the pro coming up next with Mike Haas and Deuce McAllister. They're going to be live at the Cox Retail Store. That's on Veterans and Metairie right before you get to Transcontinental. What lies ahead for the five and five Saints in the bye week? And I'm sure they'll talk about um, Joe Burrow being out for the season with a wrist injury. And we saw something was wrong last night during a Thursday night football. All right. There is a, a survey that indicates they figured this out. Um, more people think the world is flat than like George Santos. That's kind of amazing. Brutal. More people think the world is flat than like George Santos. I want to thank our program director, brand manager, Diane Newman, market manager, Kevin Cassidy, assistant program director and brand manager, and senior producer of Scoot on the Air, Ian Hoke. News anchor, Chris Miller, traffic with Dave Brandon. And as always, uh, I thank you for being part of the show. And I hope you'll join me on Facebook, Scoot on the Air. And um, have a safe and have a great, great weekend. Go LSU. Go Tulane. Love you, New Orleans.